Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today is our recap of the NFL uh, Week 5 that just happened. We're going to cover all the games from Thursday night, Saturday, Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. Um, we're going to start off with Thursday night, which was a showdown between the um, Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. I hate to break it to you, this by far was the most boring game I think I've ever seen in my life. It didn't do nothing. You know, you have a, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson who just is not playing well at all. Um, you got a another Hall of Fame quarterback, in my opinion, in Matt Ryan. Uh, the same thing, the quarterbacks were not really responding. To be honest, the most... The most any of the teams did was probably from special teams. I mean, hell, the kickers were the ones making all the points and uh, things like that. It was just a really boring game. I mean, it really was. And at this point, I think it's safe to say that Russell Wilson's not a good fit in Denver and Matt Ryan's not really that good of a fit in Indianapolis. And I don't know what the future holds, but at the same time, I don't think this... I'm not sure if it's going to work in Denver for Russell, and I don't see it working for Matt Ryan in Indianapolis in the long run. And this is going to be, I'm keeping it short and simple because this game, even though this game felt like it, it, it went on for way longer than it should have, um, it was kind of boring. Nothing really exciting happened on offense or defense. It's just, I don't know. It, it, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, Sunday. Um, first up, obviously, we got the Texans and the Jaguars, which kind of was a surprise to me that the Texans actually were able to pull out a win uh, from the Jaguars. And I remember uh, the, 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 the analyst from NFL Network kept saying that the Texans have never lost to the Jaguars in the last eight times that they've met. And I was like, hmm, uh, do they keep saying that because they believe that, you know, they know the Texans are playing poor. So it's like, do they know that this could possibly be the first time that the Jacksonville you know, Jaguars will beat us, you know, and of course, and in a surprising twist, they didn't, but this game also felt a little sluggish, because it was just field goal after field goal after field goal, and then I think at the end, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Damian Pierce actually uh, runs it in for a touchdown, and the Texans end up winning 16, 16, 13-6 was the final score, and very surprised, you know, the, the defense held Trevor Lawrence, who coming off a pretty good game last week and it just really seemed that even though the 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 Jaguars offense was firing on all cylinders they just couldn't really get any touchdowns they'd get down to the red zone and the Texans would fend them off and things like that but uh, Trevor Lawrence kind of was making some questionable throws there at the end and uh, I, I would say that's what cost them the game you know mental errors and things like that the Texans looked the same you know they've been playing like shit for the past five weeks now and even though they did win their 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 whole thing is running the ball you know they're letting pierce run the ball 20 25 carries a game and you know i mean he's putting up 100 yards here 110 yards there he's getting in for a touchdown and everything like that you know they can score points but um their whole dynamic is a run is a heavy run offense and I think that works that works for Lovey Smith because he did it in Chicago. 
you know, when those, you know, they had guys like uh, Cedric Benson and um, uh, it wasn't Dave Montgomery, it was somebody else. But I um, uh, can't even remember who they had. But, uh, you know, they, um, they, you know, he's good at running that power run offense and things like that. But, you know, you got to spread the game out a little bit more. You know, some guys were getting open and other guys weren't. And uh, things like that. I was like, you got all this talent, you know, at certain positions, and they're not really using it uh, all that well. You know, Davis Mills looked a little bit better. You know, he looked a, he looked a smidge better than last week, but at the same time, he was still kind of making errors of his own and things like that, just holding on the ball too long, or sometimes he would just throw the ball and nobody would be there, you know, for them to catch it. But I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because they did come away with a win on Sunday, so that's good. And I really thought Jacksonville would have took them to the fucking cleaners and, you know, washed them out. But, you know, Jacksonville kind of struggled as well because, you know, guys weren't getting open. They, the Texans were stopping the run and uh, things like that. And then sometimes their defense wasn't even uh, uh, doing their job as well. So this game c- could have went either way. But the Texans were capitalizing on, on all the mistakes that the Jaguars kept making, and thus that's why they won the game. Um, another game that I remember was New England and, and Detroit, and I'm thinking this is going to be you know, a lopsided game because Detroit has been on point. Even though they haven't been winning, they've been putting up numbers. So for them to get shut out 29-0 by the New England Patriots who are starting with their... Um, their third string quarterback was mind boggling. I didn't understand that. And then um you know, and then the Jets wiping the floor with the Dolphins. You know, the Dolphins are you know, Dolphins now are on their third quarterback. You know, with Tua still out, they started Teddy Bridgewater and then towards the end of the first quarter he gets hurt. Uh, you know, he ends up injuring his elbow but also taking a hit to the head as well and He's off with a concussion, so they go to the third-string quarterback. I don't even know who it is, and uh, he plays the rest of the game. Now he put up a decent, he put up some decent numbers, but it wasn't enough to stop that, you know, Jets offense who were just kind of just airing it out all over the place and running the ball. They were doing pretty good, you know. The Jets are really starting to come alive. Um, another game was Buffalo and Pittsburgh, which was very shocking to me that you know Pittsburgh didn't really amass to anything, and I know. With T.J. Watt out out with a pectoral muscle tear, um, he's out for the season, and that's unfortunate because he was the heart and soul of the defense, and the defense couldn't really do anything to stop Josh Allen from throwing those long bombs. I mean, the guy was like 430 yards, four touchdowns, and you know he was just on fire and uh, things like that. So they looked pretty good, and then we had um, we had Philadelphia going up against Arizona. Now, this game kind of went back and forth, which was shocking to me because Arizona's not really known to kind of put up a fight. And then Philadelphia just seemed that they were going to run through everybody. And they started to in the game. They really started to run through the the Arizona Cardinals like nothing. And then the Cardinals had a chance to tie it up at the end, but the kicker missed the field goal. And that ended up giving the game to Philadelphia. And Philadelphia advances to 5-0. and So we'll see what the next one brings. Uh, and then now, and then we move on to the Sunday night game. Uh, the Sunday night game, uh, Sunday night we saw it was the it was the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this game was really just a uh, 
mixed bag of stuff because it shows you that, you know, Lamar Jackson can't get the job done. I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati, man. They did not seem themselves. Yeah, they were putting up points and they were able to move the ball uh, up and down the field. But for some reason, they, they just don't seem like the same Cincinnati Bengals that we saw last season. And I don't know if it's got something to do with, you know, the Super Bowl or whatnot, but this inconsistency is starting to become a problem. Like, if they if they lose the next few games, you know, they could their season could be in jeopardy, and they might not even make it to the playoff. Baltimore might take their spot and uh, things like that. But whatever the case is, I know, um, I know some of their players are hurt. I know some of their uh, – some instances in – some of the main components in Cincinnati, they're just not using them properly. Like, people are capitalizing on Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard and running back. You know, Joe Burrows is not is not the same thrower that he was last year. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because of the Super Bowl or whatever the case may be, but it it really started to affect the Bengals moving forward because this is a championship caliber team, obviously, because they were in the Super Bowl last year. So. I'm hoping they get it together because I could real I would really like to see a true underdog come out of the NFL and become a champion. I like that storyline. I think the Bengals have done it. The Bengals have been, you know, bottom of the barrel for so long and then but when they do finally have championship caliber teams, they get you know, they get eliminated in the playoffs and that's unfortunate. So hopefully they can make a good run the way they did last year and maybe we'll see them in the Super Bowl later on down the line. Uh, the last game of the day is Monday night. We got um, the Las Vegas Raiders and the and the Kansas City Chiefs. This was a fucking shootout. I was not expecting this to be a shootout. Derek Carr really let rally uh, behind his team and uh, was able to put up points and was able to get the ball into his playmakers' hands, like Josh da- like Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and uh, things like that, but never really count out Patrick Mahomes because once the ball starts rolling, he will put up the points. Him, Travis Kelsey combined for four touchdowns, which I think is an NFL record. I don't think I've ever seen you know four touchdown catch by a tight end in one game. Um, so, he, I mean, he's putting up numbers. He's really getting the job done, and I think these guys can, like I said, I'm predicting that the Chiefs are going to go all the way. You know, I think the only team that'd probably be in their way would probably be Buffalo, but we'll see what happens. And I think this coming Sunday, it's going to be a rematch between Buffalo and Kansas City. So we'll see what happens with that. I like the fact that the Raiders were putting up a fight. I just don't like the fact that they call off the dogs at the last minute, and that really kind of bothers me. Another thing that bothered me was that there was a controversial call in the game. Now, this also happened on Sunday between... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons, the guy took Tom Brady down and they flagged him for uh, unnecessary roughness. Now, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. That man is probably, is without a doubt, the greatest quarterback of all time. But at the same time, that that call, I felt that call was bullshit. I really did. It happened again in Kansas City when uh, one of the, I think one of the Kansas City guys did the same thing to Derek Carr and they flagged him for roughing the passer and I was like what that but it's like what more can you do as a defender your job is to take him down he didn't you know spearhead him he didn't you know hit him too low didn't helmet to helmet you know didn't you know there was nothing that was a legal hit both of these hits were legal and for them to get flagged for uh roughing the passer was just kind of bullshit um I think I understand they're trying to protect the quarterback at all costs but 
you know, there comes a time we're not gonna always gonna be do it, and they shouldn't be protected by uh, NFL officials and things like that. But uh, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on that. Um, there was also a game in London. You know, I fo- I totally forgot about that one last week too. But this past week's game in London was between the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants. And for some reason, I don't know what the hell is going on in Green Bay. And same thing happened. Green Bay called off the dogs. The Giants were able to um, uh, score some unanswered points there at the end, tie it up, and then they went up ahead by a field goal and ended up walking away with the win, which I thought because because Green Bay started off so good, I thought they were going to be able to put the game away, but they didn't, and that kind of sucks. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers just looks deflated. Every time he loses, since... Since the season started, all the games that the Packers have lost, that look of Aaron Rodgers' face of him being so disappointed and so just defeated and things like that is very, very, very uh, deflating as a fan. I think Aaron Rodgers is a bit overrated at this point, but at the same time, I see the competitive the competitiveness in him makes him a top five quarterback and probably the best quarterback in that division ahead of guys like. Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, and Jared Goff. I mean, to be honest, he's the only guy. He's the only guy in that fr- in that conference with a Super Bowl ring, and you know the Packers are probably the best team in that division as well. But you know, if they keep playing like this, they won't ever see another playoff run. At least while Aaron Rodgers is still there. Uh, but anyways, guys, that's gonna go ahead and do it for today's episode. Um, be sure to be on the lookout for more episodes as they drop. If you like this episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, uh, Reddit, wherever you get your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets. Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse 21 How did your team do uh, over the weekend in the NFL? Uh, is you looking forward to next week's game? Whatever the case may be. Be uh, let me know Instagram and Twitter the Madhouse Twenty One. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they drop. I'm not sure uh, what other films I'm going to be covering uh, for the remainder of the week because we're still trying to do the Thirty One Nights of Horror. And uh, originally I was going to do the M Night Shyamalan trilogy of Unbreakable, Split, and Glass, but I think Split is the only one that is a genuine horror film. While the other ones are like dark uh, action films, in my opinion, or psychological thrillers in that you know aspect. So we're going to keep that going. Star Wars Andor is tomorrow, and then Thursday we have She-Hulk. And you know this Friday is the release of uh, Halloween Kills, so be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.